Who here lives a life free of conflict in this day and age? There are some people, a very small, select group of people who are truly at peace, at peace with themselves and the people around them. Unfortunately, I am not yet one of those people. However, I am on the way there. And with today's episode, I would like to talk about the nature of conflict. When we understand the basis of why we argue, what causes these arguments in the first place, that knowledge helps to guide us through this world, avoiding unnecessary conflict. My name is Lewis, and you are listening to Budo, The Martial Way. I would like to talk to you about arguments. Good old-fashioned arguments, a difference of opinion, a conflict of interest, your standard angry disagreement. If you have read my book, The Martial Method, you will already know my system, His Nature, My Judgment, Direct Pointing, which I use to keep my cool in dealing with aggressive and difficult people, which I also talk about back in episode three of the podcast. Check that one out. And in my book, I also go on to talk about forgiveness, compassion, and understanding, which help us to deal with our own frustration privately when we are not face-to-face with another person. But recently, I have been thinking a lot about why we argue. I simply asked myself one day, why do we argue? Where does this come from? Okay, I have an opinion, someone else has a different perspective, and of course some of the time we can have a healthy disagreement with certain people, thank God for those people, but what is it that causes us to argue with some people about certain things? It comes down to two things, your expectation of their ego and their concept of your ego. First of all, allow me to explain what I mean by the ego because that word carries a lot of connotations and I don't want you to be confused about what I mean. So just to make sure that we're all on the same page, let's talk about what exactly the ego is. The word ego, the concept of the ego, is not simply a synonym for arrogant or self-centered. If we say that someone is egotistical, we are saying that they are conceited or self-absorbed, right? That's not what I'm talking about. The ego is our sense of self, of who we are, our identity. We all like to think we know who we are, but our idea of our self is based upon a small selection of memories, all of which, of course, are filtered through our own biased perception of ourselves and the situations we were in. So I have an idea of who I am. I have this unique memory of my own history, my thoughts, experiences, actions, and relationships. And from that, I build an idea of who I am. But it's just an idea, a concept. The ego doesn't truthfully reflect the essence of who I am. It only represents who I think I am, which in certain ways will be accurate and in other ways inaccurate. Of course, we must always remember and stay true to the metaphysical truth of anatta, no self. None of these images or ideas truly represent me, but that's another conversation entirely. So I have an ego for myself, an idea of who I think I am. But at the same time, 
all of these people around me also have an idea of who they think I am too. My wife will think of me a certain way based on her own knowledge of me, through memories of her own interaction with me, she will have her own private idea of who she thinks I am. And so do my parents and my students and my friends, my old colleagues, schoolmates, and you listening to this right now. Based on your knowledge of me, however vast or limited that is, you have created an avatar for me with your mind, an idea of who you think I am. In this way, we not only have an ego for ourselves, but we also have an ego for every single person we meet in the world. Right now, as I'm recording this, I'm looking out of my window at an old man parking his car, one of my neighbours. I have no idea who this guy is. I don't know his name, I've never spoken to him, but just from looking at him now, I have built an ego for him in my mind. He's Japanese, maybe around 60, 70 years old, drives a mid-range family car. Based on this information, as limited as it is, I have already made some assumptions about what kind of person he is. I have created an ego for him. This is an example of someone I know almost nothing about, but it doesn't change even if we know more about people. Even the people closest to you in your life, Maybe people you have known your whole life, family, childhood friends, romantic partners, even those people, you have an extremely limited perspective of their life, a very limited collection of memories involving that person. And even the memories you do remember are filtered through your own biased perspective. So the ego you have for another person is entirely unique to you. So let's get back to arguments. I think you understand what I mean when I talk about the ego. We all have egos for ourselves and we all have egos we project onto everyone else. And every ego every person has is entirely unique. So let's go back to the two issues that cause arguments to arise. First off, your expectation of their ego. You have your own thoughts and opinions about the world, right? Now, it doesn't matter what those thoughts and opinions are, if you're right or wrong, virtuous or degenerate, that's not the issue here. The fact is, you have your own perception about things in the world, and issues arise when other people do not align their words and actions with your own personal expectations. Of course, intellectually, we all know that not everyone in the world is going to agree with us about everything. Of course, we all understand that, but it's very different when we are unexpectedly faced with the reality of that in real life. Without diving too deeply into any partisan issues here, let me try to think of an example. Take vaccines, for instance. Everyone has their opinion one way or another, and everyone has had to make their own personal choice. Have you encountered the situation in which you say to someone, well, I believe X, which makes sense, right? I mean, look at this information, look at the research, look at the statistics. We can all agree X is the right choice. As you are saying this to the other person, you are thinking to yourself, I know this person. This is an intelligent, educated person, and we get along well. So, of course, we will agree on this topic. Only a fool would disagree on this, and my friend is no fool. But then they do disagree. They completely disagree. They think that you're wrong and they're upset that you would say such a thing. 
How do you feel in that moment? You had your own expectations of that person, expectations of how they would react. And when they responded differently to your expectations, that's when we suffer. We suffer this disconnect between our projected understanding of the world and the actual reality of the situation. When people act within our expectations, there is never any difficulty. Even if someone behaves very badly or says or does something you disagree with, if you absolutely 100% expect that person to behave so, you will be comfortable with it. This example I have given you is for someone you think you know, but it applies exactly the same for people you have never met before. Because in any situation, you have certain expectations of how people should behave around you. For instance, if you're at a nice quiet restaurant and there is someone being loud and disruptive, you may get upset with this person despite never having met them before. Because you already have your own expectations of how the people around you should behave in that particular environment. But there's one more layer to this. One more factor we must also consider. Their concept of your ego. Allow me to explain. Imagine you are standing in a line at a cafe. It's a busy day and there's a long queue. Then someone... Some random person walks in and just steps into the line in front of you. How fucking dare they? Now this would irritate me and I would do something about it. Of course, the first factor still applies here. Your expectations of other people. I'm British and we often joke in the UK that we invented queuing. And the Japanese are exactly the same. They love a good orderly queue. So I would have that expectation that the people around me would respect the queue like good, reasonable citizens. But more so here, I would be offended by the fact that the person in front of me thought that I was a person they thought they could cut in front of. If someone were to cut in front of me in a line, they would have to look at me, make an assessment and think to themselves, yeah, this guy won't do anything. Fuck this guy. Now, I'm not going to meekly accept such disrespectful behavior. So as you can imagine, conflict will ensue. We all have an ego for ourselves, an estimation of who we believe we are, an evaluation of our own self-worth. And when someone else behaves in such a way that contradicts your own ego, then we find difficulty. That's why so many guys are scared of rejection. You see a beautiful woman, an object of desire, and you want to approach her, but you're afraid that she will reject you. Because if she does, she is suggesting that she does not desire you, and that damages your ego. Here we see the value of high self-esteem. People who have a very strong ego, a very high estimation of their self-worth, will often be very quick to take offense, as any suggestion that they are any less than they think they are will cause them frustration. The solution to this is not to have a weak ego. You don't want to devalue yourself. That is not healthy at all. That in itself will cause you all kinds of problems. What we need is self-esteem. How do we build self-esteem? By doing difficult things. When we challenge ourselves and overcome adversity, that gives us confidence in ourselves and our ability. 
confidence which is not dependent on other people's evaluation of us. The gratitude of others is another great way to build self-esteem. If you regularly help others and receive their gratitude in return, that will also help to reinforce your confidence, to be at peace when other people treat you a certain way. I don't really argue with people a whole lot, or at all these days. I used to. When I was a teenager, holy smokes, I was always arguing with everyone, but I don't anymore. Now I am at peace. The most recent big argument I had was over a year ago. It was about vaccines, surprise. This was before they actually started administering vaccines. This was back when they were still doing research and discussing it. I approached a group of my friends, a group of very close friends, and I thought that we could have a reasonable, fair discussion about this. And I was wrong. I thought to myself, we're all adults, we're all reasonable, educated individuals, and we're all good friends, so we can have a discussion about this. Even if we disagree, we can remain amicable and fair. So you see, I was projecting my own expectations onto them. Long story short, a couple of them got very upset with me, and now they don't talk to me anymore. I don't have any problem with them. I wish them all the best. But you see, I projected my expectations onto them. They behaved very differently, and from this, conflict arose. Not long after this argument, I was very surprised to receive a message from the girlfriend of one of the guys in this group. She sent me a message in which she just goes off and starts berating me. It was a very bad look. Now, you see, what annoyed me here wasn't any expectation I had for her. She wasn't even involved in the conversation. And honestly, I don't care about her opinion about, well, anything. So that's not a problem. What caused me difficulty here is how she thought she could talk to me. I can count on one hand the amount of conversations I have had with this woman I know almost nothing about her, and she knows almost nothing about me. But still, she thought she had the right to start giving me her unsolicited opinion and start berating me about a conversation that she wasn't even a part of. So you can understand, when I received this message, I thought to myself, who the fuck does this bitch think she's talking to? But I remained calm, I responded to her in a very even-handed manner, and that was the end of it. So what can we learn from this? First of all, not to have any expectations for other people. I know that might sound harsh, but it is the only way. Of course, we want to expect good things from other people, especially the people close to us, the people we care about. But when they fail those expectations, that's when we get upset. You cannot control anyone. You can only control yourself. So you do what you need to do. You focus on the things you need to concern yourself with, and the best we can hope for is that your positive actions, words, and behavior will have a positive influence on the people around you. And second, when people treat you badly, when people treat you lower or worse than your own estimation of yourself, of course that is frustrating, and you shouldn't roll over and accept unnecessary disrespect from anyone, But do be careful not to react instinctually because your ego has been hurt. Assess the situation clearly and respond appropriately. When conflict arises, as it is sure to, when you find yourself being sucked into an argument, 
take a second to pause and consider. What part of this conflict is being caused by the expectations you are projecting onto them? And what part of this argument originates from your expectations of how they should speak to you? Recognition leads to mindfulness. This is the way. I hope you found today's topic interesting. Again, as I have spoken to you before, Anger and conflict have been long and persistent issues in my life, but I am at peace now. I have the strength of body, mind, and spirit to stand independently, even in these dark times. If you would like to know more about the systems I use to achieve this, you can find my book, The Marshall Method, on Amazon, and a link to all my content at budo.card.co. That's B-U-D-O dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. I hope you're doing well. Stay strong and continue to walk the path. For those on the way, become the way.